Welcome to another episode of What's New in Beauty. My name is Nia Lee, and I'm super excited to have you guys here. This is your first time tuning into the podcast. This is essentially the only time that I get to go in and talk about all the new and exciting things happening in the beauty industry and just interesting topics in beauty that I'm just very interested in talking about. For today's episode, I'm going to keep it kind of short and sweet because I want to particularly talk about something that I've been noticing that has been bleeding into the beauty street beauty space airwaves and it's all about Hailey Bieber and her brownie glaze lips and I also want to talk about the clean girl aesthetic and I just really want to have an honest conversation about it because recently I was going to talk about this on the podcast but I decided to create a TikTok about how I saw that Time magazine wrote essentially an article about how Hailey Bieber's brownie get brownie glaze lip trend that has honestly taken over social media has, you know, been something that a lot of people want have been talking about, but it has also been something that is rooted in cultural appropriation. And speaking from a black woman myself, you know, when I noticed the trend and I saw a ton of people particularly doing this trend and stitching it and using her as inspo, one of my biggest things that I noticed, and particularly in lieu to this Time Time Magazine article, was that I noticed that there wasn't a lot of nuance to the conversation. It was more so, yes, you know, here's a lip. This is what I'm doing. I'm trying to sell my products from my brand Road Skin, and this is how you get the look, which, you know, is what we're seeing now, especially with makeup tutorials and TikTok and how social media has kind of like evolved from the quote unquote OG beauty YouTuber days. But one of the things that I said specifically, I decided to create a TikTok about the article and then add some discourse to the conversation, which is about gatekeeping. And I believe we're in an era now where everyone talks about not wanting to gatekeep and this that and the third but I was essentially saying in this TikTok which kind of went viral by the way which like I've never had a video amass 30,000 views on TikTok so I you know that was very interesting to see and it was a stitch and x y and z but I you know people are still commenting on the video to this day and are adding in their two cents and I noticed there was a big thing going on in this conversation of you know there was a lot of people that like you know, this is a 90s lip. This is an early 2000s lip. My mom used to do this. My aunt used to do this. This is something that was popularized in other countries. It's that in the third. And what I know, especially being a black woman, especially, you know, being 27 at this point and growing up and seeing how makeup has evolved and how beauty and skincare and, you know, how so many, you know, things of beauty have evolved. I noticed that everyone was adding in their two cents about the conversation and no one was really talking about what I was particularly talking about, which was something along the lines of this look being something that was very popularized in the black and brown communities. You know, whether you are, again, black or maybe you're Hispanic or maybe you're of Indian descent or maybe you're of any other descent that's, you know, a person of color. And I was essentially, you know, speaking from my experience, as we all do on TikTok, <laughs> but more so speaking along the lines of, you know, hey, this is what happens when we put things out into the world and we think we're doing everybody a favor by telling them how to do a certain look and this, that, and the third. Um, and then when it comes down to it, what I've noticed, you know, again, just being a black woman in this space and again, just being a black woman my entire life, I've noticed that we put things out there into the world and 
we are never credited for it. And that's not a, you know, that's not something that's new. That's not anything that's, you know, my own quote unquote opinion. That's something that I've visibly seen time and time again. One, it's even happened to me as well. But I've also seen it happen to other black and brown people who have been in this world, who have created things and put things out there into the world and never get the credit that they're due. And my biggest thing, what I was saying in regards to the TikTok and even just this whole conversation, which was one, we should be gatekeeping. I don't think everything is for everybody's consumption. I think at a certain point, you know, especially being in the black community, like we love to invite everybody to the cookout and we love to, you know, have an opportunity for other people to, you know, try out things that we're doing because, you know, I just think as a collective, us black people, we love to bring everybody in and we're very kind and loving and funny and we're about entertaining and we're about, you know, putting people on. But what I've noticed is something that's happened. And again, referencing back to the Time Magazine article, which was along the lines of here is Hailey Bieber, you know, what people would consider to be the beauty standard, right? Blonde, you know, white, uh, you know, has this look of like, you know, ooh, she could be exotic slash not. I've been hearing a lot of people say that her mom is apparently Brazilian and X, Y, and Z. But she she appeases to a beauty standard. And here she is putting quote unquote people on to this look that has been popularized by black and brown people. And here she getting the credit for this said look and people are stitching her video and people are calling it her look and X, Y, and Z. Because I saw a lot of people being like, oh, she didn't claim the look was hers. If you don't say, hey, this is a look that I got inspiration from or this is an inspo that I got from, you know, you know, a 90s model or X, Y and Z or my mom used to do. Nobody knows where that credit comes. No one knows where that's cre- that credit is coming from. And on top of that, when you are also injecting your own products, right now, it becomes this thing where it's marketable. Now it becomes this thing where there's a commodification of the entire thing. And you are now making lots of money, millions of dollars off of this, right? It becomes one of those things where at the end of the day, the individuals who created the look, popularized the look, put it out there for even for, you know, the Haley Beavers of the world to even feel comfortable enough to do it are now commodifying it and making millions of dollars off of it. And here us black and brown people are not seeing any sort of not even getting like a credit, not even getting some sort of like a hey, like. I got this inspo, right? Because we know how big credit is in the world, right? All of us, especially as creatives, especially in beauty, we're all looking for some sort of credit in any which way, right? I mean, there's a reason why there's credits at the end of every single movie and TV show, right? If we just wanted to do work for free, we, you know, it wouldn't be a business. But my whole thing to the, you know, this whole drama and even going back to the clean girl aesthetic as well, too, because there was actually a post that came out a few months ago and it really struck a chord and I remember so many people talking about this post as well, too, where, you know, people are, quote unquote, talking about this clean girl aesthetic. And again, you know, the slicked back pony with a parting in the middle, Uh, you know, the skin is glowy. And there is, again, this, quote unquote, you know, dark brown lip with a glossy lip added on top of it. And it's like, We're again commodifying this thing that has already been super popularized for black and brown folks and individuals who, again, who do not look like those individuals who are white or white passing or X, Y and Z are now commodifying on that look or not even saying like, hey, I got this inspo and this look from this community or from this individual or so on. And so it becomes one of those things where 
it's a very murky situation and everybody is just wanting to bring this discourse to the stage. And one of the reasons why I wanted to was because, again, like I said, I put this TikTok out and people are responding back to it and everyone's adding in their two cents. And I think the biggest thing that I'm understanding from this conversation is that there is some sort of, aside from, you know, the trolls that are saying like, she didn't claim the look and, oh, this is a look, you know, that, you know, how can you, how can you gatekeep a look? Like, you know, we know what the beauty standards are, right? For, you know, we can literally count for years and years and years, decades, centuries, what society has deemed to be beautiful. And to be quite honest, especially in mainstream society or even North American society, black and brown folks have never been the beauty standard. So it's interesting to me how like when we decide to have slick buns and we in a way are trying to present you know and not even necessarily present in a way that is quote-unquote respectable because for again black people the only way that we could go ahead and do that is by getting a perm and by assimilating you know to you know what the mainstream beauty standard is which is typically you know a white woman and what that looks like but one of the things that I noticed is when individuals again like I said black and brown women who are in these spaces and trying to find you know not even necessarily trying to assimilate or trying to act you know the the beauty standard and are having to find their own way whether that's through gold hoops whether that's through a slick bun whether that's through a brown lip liner with a glossy lip whether that's glowy skin whether that's not doing the most with makeup it still doesn't feel like in this day and age that we can one get credit for it and two have the same opportunity to profit off of it the way that other counterparts can, aka the Haley Beavers of the world. So people will sit there and say, oh, what is the point? And it's just a makeup look and whatever. But you don't understand what it's like to have one be told that you are not the beauty standard, right? Black and brown folk have have been told time and time again that they are not the beauty standard. They have been shown that they're not the beauty standard. So in order for us to even feel like we're even a part of some sort of thing, we have to come up with our own trends. We have to come up with our own looks. We have to come up with our own vibe and energy, right? We've had to do that through across the board, right? Beauty, fashion, culture. There's so many other aspects of that. So then on top of that, to then be told, you know, that this thing isn't ours now and now it's for everybody when you guys made the standard in the first place, it's like, okay, so like when can we have the opportunity, one, to be the the gatekeepers of this look? When are we going to get the credit for this look? Why is it that when we create something, it's ghetto and it doesn't fit the standard and it's not respectable and it's not professional, but then when Hailey Bieber does it, it's cool now. You know what I mean? And I think that's the biggest thing that I'm just trying to put out there into the world for so many people to understand and two, to really have an honest conversation about what happens when, you know, our looks and our culture, our fashion and all those things are not necessarily like ours, right? Like we don't get to claim anything because everybody's always claiming it or wanting to get inspo from us and then they can actually go off and now, you know, make money off of it. And, you know, at the end of the day, to me, it's not always going to be a money thing, but it's a principal thing. And then it becomes a money thing for me, because at the end of the day, 
none of these individuals would be doing this if they didn't think in some way, shape or form it was going to get them to some sort of a level. They wouldn't be wearing brownie, quote unquote, glazed lips if they didn't think it was going to make people think that their lips were bigger and more voluptuous, which like, as we know, black and brown women, men, how, you know, whomever have always been told that big lips were never the beauty standard, right? <laughs> Same thing with the whole BBL craze. Like there was a point when like having a slim butt and like, you know, wearing low rise jeans, that was the look, right? And then, you know, the Kim K's of the world and the Kylie's came in and changed that. But let's not act as if they didn't model their looks off of the black, off of the back of black and brown folks. So, I just think at the end of the day, a lot of ignorance is going on. I do think as well that there needs to be an acknowledgement of certain things. I think as a whole, like black and brown people are tired of having to be the ones to say, hey, that's actually a look that we popularized and we'd like our credit when they know that and won't give us the credit because they don't think we even deserve it in the first place. And it's not even a conversation of, oh, I don't know and I didn't know. No, you knew. Because you don't get to be where you are and have a team around you and to create one a brand and then say to yourself, oh, I don't know about what's going on. You just don't. And if ignorance is bliss, then let's just say that, right? At the end of the day, I haven't heard Haley Bieber say anything in relation to this. And I'm currently looking at the impact carousel that essentially went viral. Single has over 445,000 likes. And again, it's talking about the clean girl aesthetic, which I've seen so many, you know, again, women who are not people of color have, I want to just call it out, co-op this look and have made it something that's in the mainstream. And I always make the joke as well, too. And it's kind of like a, you know, bittersweet joke where it's like the only people that can profit off of, you know, being black can never be black people. Like I, as a black woman, can never profit off of that because me just being a black woman is just like it's not it. Right. The 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 gold hoops, the slick bun, the the glasses, the, you know, all, all that type of stuff. Like I, as a black person, can't even profit off of that because other white counterparts get to profit off of that because they are the beauty standard. And I think that is an uncomfortable conversation to have as a whole because then those individuals have to actually acknowledge that, yes, I am taking this said look because I want to seem exotic or different or I want to because like, let's just call a spade a spade, right? having a slick back bun look with gold hoops or bigger hoops, you know, small hoops, big hoops, uh, you know, clean skin. Like that wasn't a look that was quote unquote created by, you know, the mainstream beauty standard, right? We know what the mainstream beauty standard is and they tell us every single day, right? It's blonde hair, blue eyes, pale white skin, and that's the standard, Right. So that's why I'm just kind of like I find all of this stuff very interesting that things are changing. And yes, trends come and go, especially with beauty, especially with fashion. But my biggest issue is when it comes time to actually saying like, hey, things are changing. Let's actually credit the individuals who actually pioneered this look in the first place, but didn't actually get the opportunity to to be at the forefront of these looks, right? Because I remember, you know, as we all do, maybe maybe some of you guys don't, but I think it was a few years ago where 
again, I hate bringing them up, but again, this is all in lieu of everything. And the Time Magazine article brings them up as well about them being cultural appropriators, Kim Kardashian and the Kylie Jenners of the world. And there was this whole drama. And I'll even throw Chloe in there, too, because everyone was talking about, quote unquote, boxer braids when it's like, girl, you're wearing cane rows or cornrows. And for Kim, her claiming that she's wearing Bo Derek braids when it's like, girl, you're wearing like single braids in your head or you have a twist out or whatever the the look was. I don't have hair, so I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to remember exact look. But people were saying she said that she had Bo Derek braids, y'all. Like, I'm just trying to figure out at what point do black and brown folk actually get the opportunity to be at the forefront of these looks and trends that they actually pioneer instead of being thrown at the bottom of the tonal pole forever? Because realistically speaking, that can never be the other way around, right? That can never be the other way around because we are never, quote unquote, the beauty standard. At least this is what they tell us, even though we know something different. And even when we get the opportunity to be at the forefront of these looks and these trends, we never get the credit for it. And that credit can also then turn into opportunities and money, which at the end of the day, I think everything that everybody is doing here is for some sort of opportunity to commodify and set trends and be a trendsetter and be the standard. Because we all know what happens when you play into these looks and trends and different ways of just being able to express yourself creativity, cre- creatively, specifically with beauty and with fashion and just with culture and with so many other aspects of it. So my biggest thing here and the really just the honest conversation that I wanted to have, which was off of the strength of this TikTok that, like I said, went semi-viral. But so many people, I think, one, agree that, like, you know, this is not a look that Hailey Bieber created. (laughs) This clean girl aesthetic, you know, that's coming around, this ain't nothing new, right? So many people have this understanding that what's going on in today's society is all copying slash all recycled slash trends go in one day and are out the next and so so many of us are also in that world but I think one of the biggest things that I really just want people to understand especially as this conversation is never going to die because I think we're going to have instances of this all the time is the conversation of understanding when you are culture appropriating slash when you're actually culture appreciating. And I don't think a lot of people know the difference between the two, but culture appropriation is just straight up you just deciding to, I would consider it to be you just deciding to co-op something and act as if it's something that you created and taking something from another culture and deciding that you are the person who has made the decision to to put this out into the world with no reference to the culture, with no reference of inspo, with no reference of like the fact that, yes, I got this look from somewhere else versus appreciation is actually taking the time to understand the history of where you get this look and style and vibe and understanding who were the individuals that put it out there into the first place and also understanding the gatekeepers of it as well too who are the individuals who started these things I think that's also the biggest thing we live in a society now everything is super fast-paced everybody wants things quick and easy and people don't think that you should be taking the time to put in you know effort and credit and putting these per putting these individuals at the forefront but I think that's the biggest issue is that those individuals don't think that they should do that or that they don't even care to do it so then it becomes a conversation of then why do us black and brown folk 
always feel the need to break our neck to give credit or to, you know, quote unquote, be a part of this standard when we are the people that started it in the first place. And so back to my TikTok, if you guys don't, I'm just going to throw out my TikTok because I mentioned it a few times. It's at socially savvy Nia Lee. And one of the things, again, I was saying and really just wanting to let people know, and a lot of people agreed with me in the comments was like, okay, well, don't buy these products, right? Or, you know, be aware of what the situation was. And I was essentially saying this keeps happening over and over again. So instead of us having think pieces on it, instead of us getting angry as we always do, why don't we see these things for what they are and then make a decision with our pockets, right? Because we all know cancel culture for the most part isn't really real, especially for celebrities, especially white celebrities at that point. You know, it's very rare that we see it, right? So my whole thought process is when we see BS that happens like this and we understand the context, right? And I will just say this as well too. It's not even people of color that understand this i've also had people who are white people who are white who have also said i understand where you're coming from and this is why i wouldn't do something like this so this is not something that is completely you know people don't know what's going on and like you know the only person who i think is ignorance is bliss is miss bieber herself because what does it matter to her when she's got a brand she's trying to sell and she's pushing this look and aesthetic that she knows that she can commodify one, she knows that she can co-opt, commodify and make, you know, and, and quote unquote, pave the way in a way. I don't know. <laughs> My whole thought process to all of this is just like, you know, when we're, there's things in culture and society, especially in beauty, right? So many of that stuff is so, you know, everything is in a way recycled. Everything in a way is, you know, history repeats itself, right? We see trends go in and out. But I think the biggest thing and something that I've just noticed again from black people, specifically, you know, black and brown, we make an effort to understand our history for the most part, especially with like this beauty stuff. We make it a we make it a point to understand that, like, you know, we might create things and we also know that we're not always going to get those those credits or those accolades. But we still put it out there because we want everybody to understand that, like, you know, this is a look. This is a this is a vibe. You can create that for yourself. My biggest thing is, especially again, like I said, being a black woman who's seen this happen time and time and again, we put our energy into things. We create trends. We create looks. You know, we make things like Clubhouse pop. You know, we make things like I don't know. We make everything acceptable for everybody to try out. And sometimes I just think it can be a bit detrimental to our culture because at what point do we then have things for ourselves, right? Because every other culture can have things for themselves, right? There's certain things that they have in place for themselves that if we were to go ahead and do, that would straight up be cultural appropriation, right? So my whole thought, you know, and we've seen it, right? When Fenty Beauty came out, they were going to come out with this blush that was very reminiscent to, I believe, Japanese culture. People immediately shut them down. And I think they had to close that down immediately. Right. Like the whole Jackie Ina candle situation for her Owambe collection that was very disrespectful to Nigerian people about the NSARS movement. They had they canceled like that was canceled right away. Right. I always make the observation that, you know, cancel culture for black people is always very it's very evident. Right. Um, But for the other counterparts, it's not always like that. They always get some sort of pass or they're allowed to write 
their mistakes and move on and still make millions of dollars. And they're they're not even allowed like they, they're not even allowed the, you know, opportunity to even see what failure and cancel culture actually looks like because so many people ignorance is bliss. So my whole thought process to all of it, you know, and I do stand 10 toes about the conversation about us as black and brown folk understanding the power that we have in the beauty space. And, you know, there was also a TikTok I had seen of this lovely woman. I forgot her name, but she created, and if you go, like, even if you search brownie glaze lips or Hailey Bieber, you might see her TikTok come up. But she was speaking about how, you know, she had created this product that was essentially what Hailey Bieber and this brownie glaze, brownie glaze lips, say that 10 times, <laughs> brownie glaze lips, this whole trend of like using a brown lip liner, adding some sort of gloss or lip oil on top. She had created an actual product that was like in a box, brown lip liner and lip gloss. And that was the exact thing that she was selling. And she seemed to be like doing, you know, reasonably well, especially on the TikTok platform and I'm sure in business. But, you know, she will never get the notoriety that, you know, a Hailey Bieber will have. Right. And she will never get that opportunity again, just being a black woman in that space and coming up with something as genius as that to put it together you know, for that opportunity for other people. And, you know, what I loved was there was a ton of people in the comment section being like, I'm going to buy this. I support you. I just picked up a few. So I love when situations like this happen because it also opens up an opportunity. But we shouldn't have to get this far. We shouldn't have to get this far in the world of cultural appropriation and calling certain people out and making a big spectacle of it only for then us to be put at the forefront why can't we be put at the forefront from the very beginning? That's my biggest question. And that's what I want so many other individuals to take from this and really understand like the things that you are enjoying, the things that you laugh at, the things that you deem to be beautiful and the trends that you decide to adopt. Ask yourself, are you really like understanding where these things come from? And are you actually taking the time to like ask yourself if this is something should I be really doing this thing you know what I mean or or, am I doing it because I think it's going to get me closer to this sort of vibe and look and energy without even really understanding the history of all of it and I think that is an uncomfortable conversation to have and you're probably thinking why would I have this conversation over brown lips uh sorry a brown lip liner and a lip gloss but it's I think it's bigger than that because we've seen it happen time and time again right and I don't typically always like to to bring up Kanye West and I've never have brought him up on the podcast. But my greatest example that I always use for like what happens when you decide to play respectability politics and you decide to, you know, do everything in a way that's like to the mainstream corporate white owned eye, um, you still get effed at the end of the day because you know, they're going to take your swag. They're going to take your cultural relevance. They're going to take your fashion sense. They're going to take your beauty. They're, they're going to take all those things and they're going to take them from you. And then you as the individual, what do you have now? Sure, you still have cultural relevance and X, Y, and Z, but you've spent millions of dollars and you've helped that company now right? The gaps in the um, the Adidas's make millions of dollars off of the back of your likeness and brand and then are now making the decision that you want to to work with like black owned brands. It's like, you know, a little too late, sir. Just a little too late. But 
all of that to be said, I really just needed to get this off my chest. And it was such a discourse that has been happening now for like a week and a half now. (laughs) It's very interesting to see how many people are adding their own two cents to the conversation. And I just really want everyone to understand that, you know, at the end of the day, is this gonna, you know, is this gonna, you know, does Hailey Bieber learn anything from this? Who knows, right? Who knows? But I always say, as individuals, we can make the choices. We can't control what those other counterparts are going to go ahead and do. We can only control ourselves. So if we make the decision to, you know, give ourselves credit, put each other on, you know, don't wait for somebody who has quote unquote more clout to give us the validation that we're looking for. And also, Let's valid. Let's validate ourselves, right? Let's put each other on. Let's hype up those individuals who start trends and make sure that individuals do not forget it. And let's start putting money and time and resources and energy and likes and views and all that kind of stuff into the individuals who start these trends, right? Because those are the individuals that deserve to be at the forefront, right? Time and time again, we've just kept seeing how many black and brown folk get messed over and effed over because we don't you know, fight enough for our likeness. We don't fight enough for credit. We don't fight enough for that. And at a certain point, it, is, it gets tiring. But I think if we make it a practice and we understand collectively what it is, because we've seen, we, we, we know how to come together. We know how to come together as a community. We know how to, how to make sure things are set in stone. So if we can just make sure that we do this consistently and, you know, just put your money where your mouth is. That's always my thought process is when brands do things that I don't like. Right. Or a celebrity who's attached to a brand doesn't do doesn't does something that I don't like. I don't buy anymore because these individuals get to these levels because of us regular degular folks, us folks who work nine to fives and, you know, are working on small businesses and, you know, are spending our hard or hard earned coins and putting time and energy into these individuals and they get famous and they just do whatever they want. They're free for all. And it's like, holy freaking moly. At a certain point, we have to make a decision, right? We have to stay on code. We have to understand that, like, you know, the only way we can advance ourselves is not by waiting you know, for a white counterpart to do that, but by actually putting ourselves on and making sure that we all have room to eat. You know what I mean? And as a black, you know, as a black person and even just in this black community, you know, we're always wanting everybody to win. We want everybody to get credit. We want to put everybody on one of the stat and the third. But at a certain point, we have to fight for things and we have to not even necessarily fight because that's not even the word that I want to use. We have to just understand that, you know, we are the gatekeepers. We are the people who are putting things in place. We are the trendsetters. We are the individuals. So let's not allow other people to come in and co-op said aspects of our culture and beauty and fashion and all these other aspects of it. I mean, like, I'm just using this more as a beauty example, but there's so many avenues where we've seen Black people, you know, do not get to profit off of the things that they've created, But particularly in the beauty space, how many times are we going to have to see it until we say, okay, like, let's let's stop 
And let's try to figure out what we can do to ensure that we eat as a collective because they're going to eat. They're going to look at look out for everything they need to. Right. We've seen it time and time again. There's no way Hailey Bieber thinks to herself that I'm going to use a brown lip liner and lip gloss on her own. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. There has to be something that she's grabbing from somebody else who's grabbing from somebody else who's grabbing from somebody in the black and brown community because let's call a spade a spade. I've never seen the girlies go crazy over brown lip liner ever, specifically the white girlies, right? And I'm just being honest. I'm being very, very honest. That is not a standard. That is not a look. Even, you know, squeeze tube lip gloss that you get at the beauty beauty supply store, which I see the girlies, you know, now getting. But let's, you know, again, let's call a spade a spade. That's not something that's normal. Typically, you're getting inspiration. You're grabbing that trend from somewhere. Just credit and just understand that it's not something that you can now co-opt and make millions of dollars off of. That's really my two cents on that. And that goes for the clean girl trend as well, too. I've seen a ton of brands claim that they are creating this clean girl look. And at the end of the day, it's all to commodify this so they can make millions of dollars. But I don't want us as, as black and brown folk to look at that and think like, wow, it's defeated and we don't know how to profit off of it. I think because we are the originators, because we are the individuals who set the trends and put things out there for people to even deem as cool and quote unquote, you know, cultural appropriate, I think we need to just be aware of what that our power is um, and just put ourselves on as much as we can um, and gatekeep those things so that we can actually make a profit off of it and we can actually make the decision about how we want this thing to run. So. That's really my two cents on that. Hopefully you guys really enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear your feedback on it as well too. But until then, I will catch you guys in the next episode.